1: Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. I'll repeat this a couple times. The habits you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. The habits you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. New habits, new life. Go ahead. You want me to say it again? So you you understand survival, right? That's you barely getting up, barely doing things. You're just trying to stay afloat. So the habits you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. My solution to that is new habits, new life. Can somebody tell me what that means to them? The habits you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. New habits, new life. I see two in the back.
2: Okay, so what I'm thinking is, I guess when you say the habits you created to survive, I'm thinking, so those are maybe coping
1: mechanisms? Uh-huh, exactly. Go ahead on. <laughs> Give me a click, click, click on out. <laughs> All
2: right. So the um, coping mechanisms, um, things you do, or behavior you exhibit to get through mm-hmm. really just to get through Very it, good. It, and it could be drinking mm-hmm. okay. or smoking or okay. whatever mm-hmm. and then t- once you once you um your ways and your thought process has been transformed in a healthy fashion okay the things you do are different I mean you do things differently you don 't have to it's it's you're doing things in a healthy fashion versus relying on something that's a crutch okay. to get you through, okay. as you did formerly, if
1: that okay. makes sense.
3: Uh-huh, it does. Okay. Wayne? Yeah. Um, I always <coughs> survived by or being like the uh, the background person okay. who didn't have to confront issues, uh, so I wouldn't have to uh, address them. Okay. Um, but I found out that got me into more trouble than I thought it would get me out of. Okay. So what I am <laughs> doing... In the process, I am changing my mindset okay. of addressing things okay. um, because um, that ultimately that's going to be a lot better for me. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So, so wait, how did you see that that would be better? Um,
3: well, because when I kept stuff in, uh-huh. it would just lead to a lot of things, like, like health challenges and okay. things like that. So it's better for me to get it out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Anybody else? The habits you created to survive.
4: So it brings up that uh, expression, same stuff, different day. Okay. You know, and if you if you want to see something different, you can't keep doing the same thing. Okay. So you have to change what you're doing.
1: Okay. All right. So the reason why the Holy Spirit wanted me... Oh, oh go ahead, Ed. I'm sorry. And, well, for me, it was... Making sure that sharing with sharing. Okay. All right. Instead of holding things in, um, I know what I need to do, and I'm trying to work it out myself. Okay. When I needed to be more open and share. Okay. So that we can work it out together. Get together. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um,
5: um, when, so you have, people have habits. And but when but when you want to see something different and something like, you know, just like to stand out, you have to stop those habits um, so that you can, like you said, thrive.
1: Okay, All right. Thank you for sharing. So the reason why the Holy Spirit has this part of this is because he recognizes that we have to make some adjustment in relationships in order to go to the next level follow me so remember we talked about last week about releasing some relationships and he's saying that that was a coping mechanism that was a survival technique to have a friend you know that friend might have helped y'all in in a dire need but that was 25 years ago 20 years ago when did you pay them back you, you know what i'm saying so he's saying that the habit you created to survive will no longer serve you when it's time to thrive. And, guys, it's time to thrive. Okay? All right, so let me go ahead and give this one to you while we're at it, Nicole. I remember last week we were talking about, I asked the question, how many of you all have fr- have people that pick you as friends, but you haven't picked people as friends? What, what, that was the statement, right? Okay? All right. So don't stone the pastor. I got security close by. All right. So when chosen by others to be a friend consistently, but not approaching others to be your friend, there is fear of rejection. So rejection says what, Michelle, you nodding your head right off. Your son is coming. He's moving quickly.
6: Yeah, um, it's easier if you're chosen to be a friend because okay. you're automatically accepted. Okay. If you have to reach out and try to be somebody's friend and they haven't chosen you, well then, yeah, they could shut you down, and that doesn't, that don't feel good. Okay. So you, you know, I can't, I can't help it. I have to say, I've, I have, tended towards the sure thing. Okay. Instead of the, you know, the wild card. Okay. I don't, I don't like going for the wild card.
1: Okay. Because the wild card says what?
6: The wild card could say you're not good enough to hang around with me. Okay, okay. You're too fill-in-the-blank, old, weird, strange, tall, short, fat. Okay. P- pick a thing. They, people can reject you for pretty much any given thing. Okay. And sometimes it's hard to put yourself out there because, well, quite frankly, rejection hurts.
1: Okay, all right. Yes, ma'am.
5: Um, When you're accepted as a friend, it feels right. But when you like try like, like to be the person's friend like forcefully, it doesn't feel as right because you're not their complete friend, and um. And like Michelle said, they can reject you in any w- way. So say like. Say like somebody um, just walks up and say, say. Say we um, say somebody was doing something, and they had, and they didn't, and they didn't have all the stuff that they needed, but one person did. They say, "Hey, I can give this to you," and then, the, and then they're like, "Thanks." And then the other people are like, "Oh, that's like a friend-given thing," so they think you're now their friend, but not officially.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, not officially.
3: Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, because there was no, uh, there was no risk involved, right? Okay. So uh, if I didn't put the thing out, then I wouldn't I, – I could be safe. Okay. But I find like, that the people that I do reach out to to be friends with, they uh-huh. are a different type of people, person. Okay. The ones who choose me are very, like, outspoken, extroverted. But the ones that I choose, they are more laid back. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. Okay. They're not – yeah. They're, 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 I don't know what – yeah. Okay. So the
1: ones that pick you are –
3: very outspoken, okay. controlling. Uh-huh. But the ones I picked, they're okay. not like that at all. Okay. All
1: right. So what were you guys thinking? You identify? You had your hand up, right? Yeah.
4: So I think I go and I pick people as friends too. Uh-huh. But it just brought this situation to my mind that happened to me. I was in Elwood Thompson one day, and this man who obviously had – some disabilities, okay. you know, developmental disabilities. He was standing with a young lady next to him, and I can't even tell you, this guy was probably maybe 40 years old. Okay. He walked up to me and stuck his hand on me. He was like, hi, I'm Terry. Okay. I mean, you know, he didn't know what he was going to get. Okay. I could have looked at him and said, oh, you're weird. Get away okay. from You know, and I was just like, wow, hi. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Terry. <laughs> yeah. okay. very, very excited
1: to know Terry. Okay. All right, so uh, we got Wayne, Teresa, Sharon, and Cheryl. Since you guys are together, can you hit that area back there, Chris? All right. Who wants to go first? Okay.
7: Something that stood out to me uh, on Sunday was that you said God designed relationships are not just for marriage. And for your, your family members. And that hit home for okay. me because that's who my friends are. Okay. My, my sister. Okay. My mom. My husband. Okay. My daughter when I see her. that okay. That's, you know, we go to trips. We, we go to dinner. We go. And it just made me see just how, ooh, I don't have any friends. And that made me feel like, oh, what is wrong with that? What's wrong with you, Sharon, that you don't have any friends? And the friends that I have had. Okay. Oh, I'm going on another subject. Okay, (laughs) okay, okay, all right. So you you, you
1: can (laughs) ask it later on.
2: Okay. All right, yes, ma'am. Okay, so what stood out to me was um, when you said there's an anointing on this message, so if you need to release people who are toxic, this is the time to do it during the series. Okay. All right. So if you have an unhealthy relationship,
1: do it now before we get move off of friends. Okay. S- so so hold on one second. How, how many of us need, need to let somebody go? Raise your hand. Two, three, four, five, six. One thing about it. Seven, eight. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um, what stood out to you last one?
4: You said, Psalms 27 says, friends are important, and they improve your health and longevity. Okay. And you also said that two are better than one. They can help each other succeed. Okay. So on my own, I might, you know, I can just flail in whatever it is I'm doing or not doing. Okay. But if a friend comes along and says, what are you doing? Okay. Come on, you know, let's you got to get it together. Okay. What do you need help with? Okay. That kind of
1: thing. All right.
3: Okay. Very good. Wayne? Uh, but, uh, I, it really struck out when you talked about how healthy relationships are reality based instead of fantasy based. Okay. And that made me see that what it's making me change about um, how to define friendships. Okay. What, what do you mean? Um, I would normally think that friends are people who are the easy to get along with. There's oh, okay. no, you know, there's you know, everything is always even keel. Okay. Um, but a lot of times there's not much to it, cause it's just like shooting the shooting the breeze, okay. you know. But that's always always thought of friends were, but I didn't, I didn't ever thought about friends who challenge me, friends who they see the good and the bad, but they still accept you and vice versa. Okay. So um, it's not always it's not about people who just like always agree with you and you know enable enable your behavior.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So can you guys write this down? So I'm gonna say it first and. So it's okay to approach people that you are friends with, you know, that you 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 know you guys are friends, y'all have been through thick and thin, and ask them, how do you how do you prefer I talk to you or approach you when there's a difference of opinion and I'm concerned about you? Huh? That was too much to say. Okay. So y'all help me say say what I just said. So how do you Prefer that I approach you or address you, and what was the other thing? With a, of with a difference of opinion. Because a lot of times we don't want to approach our close relationships with things that we're concerned about based off how they're going to respond. Because nobody wakes up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to approach her and I'm going to upset her day. You, you follow me? You know, it's like you see something going on and you say, well, you know, I want to approach them, but. I don't feel like them being mad at me for the next three weeks, three days, two days, a couple hours, because I'm sharing with them something that could change their life. And one characteristic about a friend, they'll talk to you about something that nobody else wants to touch. So, you know, it's like it's challenging sometimes to, to get people to understand is that I didn't set out to hurt your day or mess up your day or to ruin your day. I set out because I see that if you make this adjustment, your life could dr- dramatically be different. So you ask a person, you know, it's like, if I have a difference of opinion and I want to share something with you, how do you like to receive that? You follow me? So can you see how that would benefit you? Because they will say. So if I'm approaching you from now on, I'm approaching you based on what you shared with me about how to approach you. All right? Anybody need Yes, ma'am. It might come your way. Uh, there was a one basketball coach I know. Ed is a master of statistics. Just don't say it out loud because I, I don't know about lawsuits. But there was one coach, basketball coach, and you got who hollered and screamed at people. You know, kick, kick cheers and throw balls across the court. You know who I'm talking about. But not everybody could receive that way. Some people it motivated them. Other people they just shut down. Yes, ma'am. Um, I had a
4: friend that years ago I was in. This horrible relationship, and we broke up, and I was in the dumps. Okay. Just, like, way in the dumps mm-hmm. for a long time. My friend was like, you know, it's, it's, it's time. It's time to let that go now. Okay. And I was like, what do you mean, man?
1: Uh, okay. Right.
4: <laughs> well, I find myself needing to approach that person to talk to her about some things that she needs to let go. Okay. And no matter how nice I try to come at her, it's like, I oh, don't know, but you don't understand it eh? okay. And it,
1: so what do you do with a person okay. like that? Yeah. So they they wanted to share, and, and were you ready for them to share? Because yeah. you said it started out like that, right? Yeah.
4: I won't say I was ready, but I will say I needed it.
1: Okay. Okay. At that time, I okay. needed it, yeah. Okay, you needed to hear what they had to say. Yes, yes. And then you proceeded to tell them what they needed to change.
4: Not at, no, not right then. Okay. I mean, but I'm talking like presently.
1: Uh-huh.
4: There's some things that need to be changed. Okay. But is not being received.
1: So this is like years later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That, that's a good question. A lot of times in relationships, this is what happens. Y'all ready for it? Okay. If I saw you as the student, y'all ready? I saw you as the student. Then you always the student. So when the student tries to tell the teacher something, the teacher, ne- the student never made that transition. I mean, the, the teacher never made the transition. So all they see you as the student. And who are you to tell me something? Okay? And, and guys, this is very uh, prominent in relationships where you are the, you got nieces and nephews. Okay? Nieces and nephews, you know, yeah, you changed that diaper, but you didn't change that diaper then. So they grow up, and all of a sudden you still have the same outlook towards them that you had when they were little. So when they say, no, uh, uncle, I'm not going to make it to the party, well, well, why are you not coming? Well, they got children there, they married, they got a house, they got responsibility, and you still see them as that little person. So somewhere in the line, she saw herself as the leader and saw you as the student, and the leader never wants to hear from the student.
3: Fair enough? Everybody
1: got it? When you got a question?
3: So is if if is that like a need space relationship and if it is is that codependent yes okay
1: okay yeah so you 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 need something from them they need to feel important and you need to have your questions answered no no okay. no sir okay all right, okay cuz you can share something too Relation, healthy relationships should be equal going around yeah you might know i might know a whole lot about teaching the word and you know a whole lot about computers, so that, I mean, that still doesn't mean you can't share with me something about the word and I can't share with you something about computers yeah but it's in 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 a- health, unhealthy relationship it's absolute. I know everything there need is to know about everything that's not healthy Y'all y'all met people like that you knew they didn't okay yes ma'am um
5: um so you mean um that the teacher like doesn't pay much attention to the student because the teacher thinks that thinks that the student is less.
1: Okay. So the teacher student relationship I'm talking about is not your classroom. This teacher and student relationship I'm talking about is between friends.
5: No, I know, I know. Yeah, what you're in about. school, know
1: yeah, yeah. About. The the teacher went to school and they studied and they majored in a field that they are trying to teach you about. So not all teachers feel like students are less than, but there are some that, that would take on that characteristic. Good question. All right? Okay, so uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, we covered this. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. When people are by themselves, and they make a choice to be by themselves, they have created what's called all-or-nothing thinking. I don't need nobody else. That's an absolute statement. I'll do this all by myself. So when help is needed, they still won't ask for it. You follow me? Yes, ma'am. Is that a question? Um.
5: when, when I was at school, um, I learned that I learned in in my teacher. Um, I had to do some homework.
1: Okay. Right, you got homework to do. Yes, ma'am. Might come your way.
6: Quick question. Okay. Okay. I work in a environment where the rest of my team is far away.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
6: And I like them far
1: away. Uh huh.
6: But I need them when I need them. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm trying to set up like ways of communicating with them so that, you know, I can get some feedback from them when I need to. That doesn't mean I'm trying to shut myself off. That that is me reaching out and saying, "Okay, we have at least some connections. We ain't got to look at each other every day. Okay, but there are some connections I want to be able to talk to you when I need you. That that's not that type no. of a thing. That's, no, that's okay. That's a good
1: idea. It, you know, prayer manifested what you have. Okay. I'm talking about people who can be around people and don't want to be around them. Okay. Yeah, It's like I, so. Basically, that's all the that hurt. Hurt says. You hurt me, Billy, and so no one else will ever hurt me again. So that's all or nothing, thank you. So as a a human being, you will never have the opportunity to get to know me because you will never get close enough to me. But what happens when God created us, two are better off than one, and he sends you the person that he wants you to befriend, and you can't do it because you're still steeped in hurt. So just give you a piece of revelation, Ms. Ms. Michelle, God created you to be by yourself and those to be further away because he wanted to birth in you the confidence to do your job without having to have that type of feedback. You follow me? As long as, as long as you two are close by each other, I can always depend on you two being close by each other. But if I move you far, far away, then all of a sudden you on your own and you have to trust your decisions without getting their input. You, you, you follow me? So you overcompensate for the freedom that he wants to birth. When I was at Circuit City and I studied portrait photography, wedding photography, and that's what I knew. That's what I I knew it up, down, all the way around. Well, I never did product product photography. So as a result of that, they put me in one building and they put the studio in a totally different building. I had to walk almost a a quarter of a mile to get to the other photographer to ask a question. So God wanted to teach me, don't rely on them. He said, I said, well, what what about light? He said, photography came from me. I created light. Ask me how to light things. And so his last words that this person said as he was being let go was, I never understood you. Because no matter what I threw at you, you never flinched. You never flinched.
3: And he said, I tried to
1: throw some things at you to discourage you. You never flinched. And I said, where's my God? All right, you got it? So you are designed, and say, I need you to grab it. You are designed to be by yourself in this job so that you will stop depending on other people to validate what God wants to birth in you. You got it? Take a deep breath. I, if one falls, anybody got any questions on it? If one falls, the other reaches out and helps. But if someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Okay, so now we're talking about healthy and unhealthy relationships, <coughs> friendships. We talked about reality-based. Everybody remember, remember that. We talked about fantasy-based. Fantasy-based is we'll never have a challenge. We'll always love one another. We won't have any disagreements. You'll never question me. we we'll always agree at where we're going to go to eat. we we'll always agree. That's, that's fantasy-based. Reality-based is friends will challenge each other. Friends will disagree. Friends will want space to themselves. That's reality-based. We talked about friends, finding a friend, compared to seeking a victim. So when you're looking for a friend, if you're healthy, you're going to look for a friend. The good, the bad, and the challenged. When you are unhealthy, you will seek a victim. Someone so victims always take, they never give. Just get understanding of that. Whenever you're going out to eat, a victim is gonna, oh, I forgot my wallet. What else? <laughs> a victim will get get will always have to go to their place of eating. They won't want to try anything new. No you better not suggest it. Let's go to a different restaurant. You better go to the one that they choose. You got it? Uh, what 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 else? You guys have encountered victims before? Yes, ma'am. I see two.
0: They only reach out when they're in need. Ooh. So um. give me an example of that, Nicole.
7: Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, um, there's a person that I only hear from him when he needs something. Okay. Okay. Um, and it it doesn't have to be monetarily. Uh-huh. It's just like. It's about that person, and it's not about, oh, I just wanted to check on you or what's going on with you. It's just, no, actually, I just needed this.
1: Okay. All
3: right. They always try to control the conversation, and a lot of times it's about them.
1: Okay. All right. So you try to share something about you. What happened? (laughs) What happened? I got one. Yeah, coming your way. Anybody try you know, you feel like if they tell you about themselves, you want to tell them about you. What you been doing?
7: Then they want to um, share with you all the shoulda, coulda, would that you shoulda, everything that you shoulda done okay. in your life that um, is not right okay. right now, and that it could have been so much different okay. if you had just done
1: this or just okay. <laughs> if you had just so so, guys. My hope is as you start to look at healthy versus unhealthy. If you, you you get about three, you should make a decision. Wait a minute now. I, I need to look at the, these relationships, okay? I mean, one, if, if you go with that, you have a relationship where they're seeking a victim, you shouldn't have to have three. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the young lady last week that, that I asked you guys after she spoke, I said, do you think she's going to let that relationship go? And, and, and So that, that's what's going on here. Oh, a healthy relationship, you make sacrifices. Hey, you know, uh Curly like eat Chinese. I I, I like to eat uh what 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 what's my boy's name? Uh, Zaspice. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Zachy got a thing going on. There's a carb salad. Yeah. Yes sir, you got have a salad in with a ranch dressing. Yeah. And then you gotta have the uh uh grilled chicken sandwich. Okay, grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah. Okay. All right. But anyway so, of course, they call it the uh to Zaxby. That's just that, that's just me. Me, me, and Zaxby got a thing going on. Okay, All right? because <laughs> I know you don't like it. You, you follow me? In a, in a relationship, you make sacrifices. You have compromise. You make sacrifices. What else you do? It doesn't always have to be your way. But in an unhealthy relationship, they demand sacrifice be made. For them and only on their account. I mean, at your expense for them. I just had Chinese yesterday. Well, who cares? <laughs> I want Chinese today. And by the way, you're going to pay. Because remember, you got the victim along with the, the demand. They demand you always make the sacrifice. You watch the TV, you got two TVs in the house. Most of us got five, six TVs in the house you sitting there and you looking at TV and they want to watch what show? Real Housewives, of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And you want to watch something else. But they demand sacrifice. So are you going to get the remote? Will you get to change the, change the station? You got something you want to say, young lady? Okay. They demand sacrifices at your expense. Healthy relationship, patience. Yeah, you know, you snapped at me. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'd like to apologize for snapping at you. But then an unhealthy relationship, they're going to throw that thing back up. And they're going to say, hey, well, you snapped at me last week at 4 p.m. <laughs> on Thursday the 15th when I was driving a blue car and you hit on blue jeans. Because they keep account of this stuff. But an unhealthy relationship. A healthy relationship. They say, "Yeah, yeah, I, I know our relationship is new, or I know we have taken each other for granted over time, and and uh, yeah, I I snapped at you. I apologize. I was wrong." They recognize that you and you don't have to always be the same person. They expect you to be. We, we expect that. Yeah. Impatient. I told you this three times. How long did it take you to learn it? Who who you been playing the deaf ear to? Okay. We ever been in pace with anybody? When they've been patient with us? Why? Why, why? why are we in pace with them? Now talk to me. Got one here? Got one there? Why are we in pace with them? Sometimes it's just because
0: I know I can be. Oh, no, you didn't say that. Yeah, so I have some great people in my life, and I know I can be impatient with them, and they'll still love me. Okay. But that's, you know, that's pushing it. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, okay, yeah, that's yeah, really pushing yeah, it. Yeah. Because you try to be nice for all the people outside of your house, and then when you come home, you're like, I <laughs> ran out of all <laughs> my patience, <laughs> I ran out of all my nice words. <laughs> I should probably go to sleep right now. I haven't eaten, I have an attitude. Please don't ask me anything. <laughs> I mean anything. <laughs> like, don't even look at me. And that is disrespectful. You shouldn't do that, right? That's terrible. Yeah, you're right. You're
1: right. <laughs> enter the back door. You need to enter the back door. Go up the steps.
3: <laughs>
7: <Jan>? Um <laughs> My husband know? has the patience of Job, okay. but I have found that there are times that I, I get impatient with him okay. because... I get angry because maybe he doesn't do something the way that I thought that he should have done it. Okay. So I get impatient, okay.
4: and I have to apologize. Okay. I appreciate you the They're more important than theirs.
1: Oh. She just said what y'all think. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. It
2: seems
4: that way. Okay. You know, I want what I want right okay. now, and okay. we can get what you want later. Okay. You know.
1: But I I need mine right now. Get in line, buddy. Just get in line. All right? Ooh. healthy relationship is forgiving. Guys, we say that so often, so much. I know in this ministry we talk a lot about forgiveness. Just look at it as a lifestyle because either you forgive or you suffer. Because like what Wayne shared earlier, it's going to impact you in some type of way either the way you sleep or it's not, not sleeping, your health, it's gonna, there's no such thing. I hadn't said this in, in six weeks. <laughs> there's no such thing as an unexpressed emotion. It's going to go somewhere and do something. I shared with you all earlier, I can always tell when I'm in unforgiveness because my nose will run like water. And, and that's the only time. You know, if you get, get a cold, your mucus is thick. If my nose starts running like it's water, all I do, the first thing I say is, okay, Holy Spirit, who am, who am I in unforgiveness toward? And he'll show me that person, and I'll say it, boom, it, it, the, the, the water stops. But you have your own stuff that you can tell, wait a minute. And just ask him. You starting to get a funny little symptom that, that's like just out of the blue, out of nowhere, oh, it's, it's, it's in there. And just ask, Holy Spirit, where, where is this symptom coming from? So if we've got forgiveness over here, we bypass unforgiveness and go straight to resentful. So resentful means that you've been meditating on it for a while. And you're starting to build your case. So unforgiveness, let's say, is one cheer. Resentment is the whole room. And so what happens with that is you, you, you just live and breathe. The person you're in unforgiveness towards, and it, it moves over into resentment. You can't stand to hear their name, you can't stand to look at them, you can't stand anything about them. You see a black shirt, I got a black shirt on. You see the black shirt, you automatically go to that place. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anybody else felt resentment? Resentment before? <laughs> she says it with a smile. What, 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 what was it like for you all? The three hands that were raised. What was resentment? How did you know you were in the resentment?
4: Uh,
7: every conversation ended up um, talking about that person. Okay.
8: Okay.
3: All right.
8: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, personally, I keep running the situation over in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, during that playback, I'm thinking, what if I did this? Or what if I said that? Okay. Or that's
1: how I know I'm in resentment. Okay. All right. Because you're starting to build your own story.
8: That uh-huh. uh, what do you mean, my own story? Well, well,
1: you just said that what you do is you start to play it in your head. Then you say that you start to do what?
8: What if I what if did okay. this or did that? Uh-huh. So
1: that's what I would call writing a script. But that's just me.
8: Am I trying to remember it different?
1: Yeah, in the sense that I should have said this and I should have said oh, that. If it so ever I'm happened again, it like it's
8: worse than it really was.
1: Well, that's all depending on how you see it. So it, it's it's a replay, and the replay has you winning. Cause girl, I'm gonna get up. She, she she don't know who. She better be glad she stepped back. <laughs> she say maybe. Okay. All
3: right. Yeah. I would like you say. I would I would start to get a laundry list of everything they did to me. Okay. From you know maybe if if it happened the day before, I'll go back a year, a couple of years, whatever. Okay. So okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Y'all pretty much feel same way. You, you, you want to talk? Okay. So, write this there. Are they really who you're mad at, <laughs> are they, or, or are they mad at somebody else, and you just happen to be representative?
6: With me with resentment, resentfulness. Um, I don't want anything around me that even resembles anything that the other person ever liked. Okay, all right. So if they liked a character on a show, I don't ever want to see that show. I don't want to see a (laughs) poster from the show. (laughs) I don't want to hear a description of the show. I don't want anybody who has any positive feelings about that show talking to me about that show.
1: Okay, all right.
6: So, yeah, I might need to do some more forgiving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody good? I'm going to move on. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I don't know if I've felt resentment before, okay. but I can relate to what Ashley was saying about playing situations over in your head. Okay. Because I like to do that with a lot of things. Okay. So un- it starts out as unforgiveness and then it, it migrates over to resentment. Okay. So resentment is you are their life 24 7. They wake up, they're thinking about you. They go to bed, they're thinking about you. When they're with family, they're thinking about you. When they're eating dinner, they're thinking about you. they think about you. And it's just, it's a reality. And, but as a healthy relationship, you want to catch it in the forgiveness stage. When you only got that one incident. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's, that's how deep it is. If I only got one incident to forgive, then I can do that a lot quicker if I make a decision than I can when I got the laundry list. Because the laundry list is designed to be a laundry list because it's going to continue. And that's just with Anything. But I, I I ask you to ask the Holy Spirit when you are in resentment you ask the Holy Spirit who who is this really about, and you'll come to find out that it's not about the person they're angry with. It's about the that boy that bullied you when you were six years old or that girl that did such and such. It's back there, yeah. I smile when I say, okay, well I I, I know you're mad at Billy Bob. I say, would you mind let's look at it. And they say, yeah, sure. Only to find out. So a healthy relationship that don't hold grudges. Oh, I'm sorry, Nicole. I didn't see. Go ahead.
0: I might might have missed this. Okay. Which part? When you believe you've forgiven somebody and the incident keeps coming back, that's not necessarily resentment? Or the fact that when you harp on it and you're, like, allowing it to play out again? Yeah, that's that's
1: when you're in the, the, the resentment stage but just it coming back is not it coming good. back, yeah. So if you entertain what's coming back, you're moving over to resentment. When you have the thought that comes back after you forgave them, it's just, uh, what did I call it? Detachment. So you, you um, what, what, what's the thing when you defrag? So whenever I go through the forgiveness stage, I recognize that a thought will come back for its stuff because I recognize I forgave on level one when I need to be at level five, okay? So I'm not saying that there's five levels to forgiveness, but I am saying that I'm surprised when it comes back because I didn't get it all. I'm riding down the road, and all of a sudden I choose the forgiveness prayer. Where if a car pulls on in front of me, I thought i finished that prayer, but I still had some stuff left over Yeah. So I don't equate in the early stages of doing the forgiveness. I expect not to have faith for it. That's a big difference. I'm not surprised when another thought comes back after that thought because I know that we can forgive. How many of us can say the prayer and drift away? You say the prayer, and then all of a sudden you think about what you want to eat. Okay? Nicole raised her hand and looked at her like, what you mean drift away? Okay? Praise and worship. You guys ever sing and get a thought about something else? Okay? <laughs> The same way with forgiveness. You stand in forgiveness prayer, and all of a sudden you drift away. You, you drift to something else. And so that part of the prayer was the open door for it to come back again. You didn't stay present in that. That's why the Holy Spirit told me to start getting people to put their hand on the heart. Because as long as you're touching yourself, you are staying connected a lot more than when you're just saying it. You follow me? Yes, ma'am. I got one right here.
5: Um, I'm I'm kind of more in the forgiving area, okay. and patient, and impatient, because sometimes, sometimes, I um, sometimes um, this person does this to, does something to me, like they either um like, like um, I gotta remember.
1: Okay, I'll come back to you. Yes, ma'am.
4: So when you have these little fragments okay, that come right. back, okay. is it possible that, and, and I'm just asking, I'm okay. not, that that come from the enemy trying to get you to go back there and pick up some pieces that
1: you already dumped? Well, could it come from the enemy? Yeah, or yeah. is that, that that's it's just point. about us? It's just about us. The, the enemy was the one that told you not to forgive. The enemy is the one that says, "Tells us that if you had a forgave and forgiven, you wouldn't be thinking about this." So go ahead and go ahead and process it. Yeah. So you know it, it's something about us as Christians. We believe that if we if we get a thought, if the thought comes back and I forgave you, then then something is wrong. Just forgive them. Haven't you forgive people where you stop thinking about them? I mean, have you forgiven people where you stop thinking about the incident? That's when you forgive it. Is that that, easy? You follow me? So we determine. Now, let's look at us. Say, look at us. Tell your neighbor, look at us. (laughs) So we determine how fast we forgive. I mean, if he told us that how often should you forgive, 70 times 7? If I haven't forgiven that many times, then what am I complaining about that uh, I'm still thinking about? I see. So we determine how fast we forgive. Because I refuse to allow myself to think about a thought that does not make me feel good. Because he said my thoughts are supposed to be Think on those things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and deserving of praise. So I will say the forgiveness prayer until I can go to that place in my thought life because that's what he said I should be thinking about. And it's work. Wayne, I see you thinking. It's work. Yes, ma'am.
5: Um. Now I remember it's like somewhere between forgiving and don't hold grudges Okay. or imperfect and impatient because, um, like when somebody, when, um, when, um, I, when I, um, forgive somebody, some, it depends on how bad it was. Sometimes I hold grudges or like I talk under my, under my breath, Mm -hmm. um, like something mean and, um, and, um, and like. I'm impatient about like when I want something, I like ask again. And then I wait a few seconds later and then I ask again. And then I'm kind of I'm kind of like impatient. And then with the forgiving part, it's um kind of it kind of it's kind of easy. It just depends on like what happened. Okay. Like say just somebody like accidentally accidentally tripped 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 um accidentally fell on you and you fell, then that that's kind of an okay thing. But if somebody forcefully pushes you on the ground, then that's kind of like a big deal and you don't don't really want to forgive them.
1: Okay. okay. Wayne had a question, then one right here. So, so if you, I mean, and I've been teaching this for years now. <laughs> so unforgiveness is not about them, it's about you. How quick can you go back to those things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, or good report, virtuous, and deserving of praise. So you determine how fast you want to go back. I like feeling good. I, I like flowing in the anointing. I like smiling about my day. I like seeing my wife. I like just, just riding my bike. I just, I'm a simple man, and simplicity says I have to thank certain thoughts. It is, man. I'm not complicated. I'm not, his word is not complicated. We make it complicated because we don't want to do what it says to get what he says we can have. But go ahead so, with your So question. you
3: determine how fast you forgive uh, because a lot of times it's based on you not wanting to forgive them, right? Okay, say it again. So, like, you don't want to forgive somebody, it's going to take a long time. Even though you might make a confession right, right, that I forgive them. And I can tell when I hand
1: somebody a forgiveness prayer.
3: Yeah, okay.
1: Father, uh, <laughs> in name. Jesus.
3: <laughs> so if you wholeheartedly really want to forgive them and you mean it, so when you say that prayer, it's, it's gonna, you're going to forgive them a lot faster, yeah, right? Yeah, a lot faster. Okay. You okay.
1: determine. I can't get, make that any clear. You determine how fast you walk, you walk in forgiveness. Equate forgiveness with peace, and you, you'll get forgiveness a lot quicker. Because you can't replay that story or you can't replay that incident and walk in peace. Because the incident is designed to get you to walk in unforgiveness. You follow me? So when when you make a decision, okay, I'm going to forgive, the first time the thought comes up is only a minute. And I'm exaggerating because everybody's thought life is different. The second time the thought comes up, you're adding another chapter to it. You're like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. Way, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, now I got it now. So then the next time it comes up, you're hanging around five minutes. And you plan, you went back to get the credits, the opening credits. And then you're like, okay, yeah. You see how it's getting bigger? Then you decide you're going to go to sleep. And then the subconscious mind say the last thought that he thought about was that incident. So now he's playing the tape by himself. He got a remote, and he's playing the tape, and it's gotten bigger. By the time you wake up in the morning, the story has 10 chapters to it. And you were not even aware that you were thinking about it. So now that thought went to your subconscious. The subconscious plays by itself. So then you wake up that morning and then now you want to add the conscious mind to the subconscious. Got a big mess. Now you can't do that. If you are aware, okay, I want to walk in forgiveness. So that means I want to walk in peace. So uh, they, 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 they stole my money. So I'm going to replace the thought. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive such stuff for stealing my money. It, it really made me angry. But I'm, I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give them to you. Okay? So now it's going to wait a little longer before the next thought comes up. But the next thought is going to come up. So as soon as, he, as soon as the thought comes up, I've got to replace it. I can't entertain it at all, because the more I entertain it, the more it moves. Follow me? Is this tiring? Say, it's tiring. Mm -hmm. Until you develop a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. When you develop a lifestyle of forgiveness, it's not tiring, because that's the first place you go to. Amen? Mm -hmm. Any questions? Yes, ma'am. Oh, Go ahead, then we'll close.
6: I had a real quick question. Okay. Okay, so I have two big bads that I had to forgive. Okay. One big bad that I had to forgive, they ain't doing nothing no more. Okay. So I just had to go through some levels to get to where I was okay with what they did. And, you know, that's over. Okay. I got another one over here that keep doing stuff. Okay. But it's less. Okay. Because I have less involvement. Okay. So... Is it, e- is it easy Was it easier for me to do the one that isn't doing anything anymore, even though it happened as a child and I had all those layers and it was years and years, okay. or the other one that y- y- you just got to keep? There's new things I gotta forget. Okay. Oh my God, you got a new list. Oh, okay. oh, well now I gotta do that one too. But there's like a list stored up from before too. Uh-huh. So it, that's gonna take like forever to get through all of those things okay. that they did. Okay. So is this like
1: something that, I mean, what am I going to do? Okay. All right. So mistake number one, and we can say there's a mistake, is you, you keep expecting Billy Bob to do something different. <laughs> Billy Bob has proven that he's going to be Billy Bob. So I'm forgiving Billy Bob in advance of what Billy Bob is going to do. Okay. Okay. Y'all follow me? Y'all, you do know that you can give it in, forgive in advance because okay. that's what Christ did to us. He forgave us in advance. I hadn't been born yet. None of us have been born yet. So you can forgive in advance of what you know Billy Bob is like. Pardon me? Yes, ma'am. Ms. Ashley, you will be the final speaker for the night. I
8: have one question okay. about forgiveness. Did you tell me one time anger is unforgiveness? Yes,
1: ma'am. Okay. Well, anyway. So anger is steeped in disappointment. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs>
8: Uh-huh. I'm really angry about situation that okay. happened last week. Okay. And no, I did not do the forgiveness prayer. Okay. But I felt like I handled it.
1: Okay.
2: Well.
8: Okay. I, I said everything I needed to say okay. and got my point across. Okay. Things happened. Uh huh. You know. Okay. But I'm so I'm angry about it and I'm thinking, well, I'm just angry. I guess I have a right to be angry. Okay. Anybody would be angry in this situation. Okay. I- but you sitting here, I need to do the forgiveness prayer.
1: Okay. And, um, and, and still, so can I ask you, so why do you feel like sitting here you need to forgive, do the forgiveness prayer?
8: I was just reminded that okay. anger is unforgiveness. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have the forgiveness prayer on my fridge looking at me every day <laughs> because I know that I can hold a grudge okay. and just be walking around like, nope, they're going to know I'm mad at them, okay, you know. Right. And then I have another situation about friends. Okay. So I feel like a lot of my friends have unfinished business. Okay. And before I can completely let it go, I got to let them know. Okay. Is, no? Is that wrong? Or I should just let it go.
1: So I always gauge <laughs> how close is my relationship with this person. And in times past, had it really produced change or more pain? No, that that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. So what, what's the level of the relationship? Cuz you saying that I got a relationship friends that I have let go. So do we need to go back and tell them why? I didn't let them go. Okay. Who said
8: uh? I let them I let <laughs> I let them go. Uh-huh. If you know what I mean. Right. They they left okay. and I was hurt by it. I'm calling. I'm like, "Hey, where are you guys?" you know. Okay. And, oh, everything's fine. You know, I feel... I had one person tell me, I feel like we're the type of friends that, you know, we don't have to talk every day, but okay. we used to talk every day.
0: Okay. You know uh, what I'm saying? Okay.
8: We don't have to talk every day. And I feel like we could just pick up wherever. And like it was yesterday, you know, with the last time we talked. And I'm like, but that's not the kind of friendship we've ever had. Okay. You know? So I let her, because she wanted to go, obviously. So I let her go. Okay. But, um... There's still a connection okay. there through our children. And um, it's not like I'm never going to see her again. Okay. And I feel like I need some type of closure.
0: Okay.
1: All right. you trust I? your pastor? Then we're going to close. Yeah, I do trust you. <laughs> okay. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Do I need to give her a piece of my mind? Do,
8: I, do I need to give her a piece of my mind? And, and
1: what else you want to tell me? And About closure. the situation. Uh-huh.
8: I really just want to know what happened. Okay. And if I did something wrong okay. and it, if it's something I can fix, I don't even know why I care so much. Okay. But I just put this person on a higher level okay. than anybody in my life for a long time, and okay. it kind of hurt when it was over. Okay.
1: All right. So, so you yeah, asked him, do. do you need to talk to her? Do
8: I need to talk to her about this situation? What do you say? He's been telling me for a long time to let it go. Not oh, just let oh. her go, but okay.
1: me let it, okay. me walk away. Okay, all right. And you won't do it because?
8: I'm doubting if it's him that, that's talking to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Is that you, devil? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, would, why would God tell me to let her go? You know, no, I just need to, I need the woman up, honestly.
1: So I'm going to answer the, the last question. Why would God tell me to let her go? It's because he sees what it's doing to his daughter, you. It's on you a lot more. You know, you, you try to be a tough. You know, we, we got children in here, so. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Fill in the blank. You ain't all that tough like that. See, see, she's going to fix it. She's going to fix it. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, you can take the mic, mama. Go ahead. <laughs>
8: Somebody better yeah. in, but because this person is here, I can't let this person get as close as, as he wants her to be.
1: I got you. Okay. All right, thank you. But you think you heard the Holy Spirit say, let it go. Okay. Yeah, he did? Okay, all right. Okay, all right. All right. All right, let's do our closed confession. All right, let's read it again. I stir up the gift that is within me by faith. I'm stirring up the power that is within me. I'm stirring up myself and running fear, procrastination, and every hindering spirit out of my personal and business affairs. I'm ruled by my spirit. I tell my mind what to think and my body what to do, for I am a master of my emotions. I'm a person of immediate action. I am steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. These goals are my passion. I pursue them with enthusiasm and relentless determination. My feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. My loins I gird about with truth. I have on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. Wherewith I quench every fiery dot of the wicked, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. No sickness, disease, incidents, or accidents can come nigh my dwelling. If I drink of any daily thing, it shall not hurt me. A thousand shall fall at my side, and ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come nigh my dwelling. I came to win, in Jesus' name. Amen.
7: This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. With Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at eight six six three 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 nine five zero five.